0: Alright, welcome back to another episode of Jay Crypto. What's up? I'm Jay Crypto. Thanks for joining me once again. If you're here for the first time, welcome. Hit the subscribe button, Ping the notification bell if you want to see more content after this kind of content. So today I just wanted to do a very, you know, what's going on with crypto, what's going on with infrastructure bill, what's going on with NFTs, and paint a few different narratives that I think will help illuminate some stuff. So let's get right into it. The first thing I wanted to do is let Charles Hoskinson, the founder of Cardano really get into some things here. So why don't we
1: just watch Charles, see what he has to say. And uh, lately I've seen uh, unusually high amount of people that are obsessed with things like price uh, or, you know, they say stuff like, oh, well, everything's failing. The sky is falling. And there just seems to be an utter lack of perspective in space. So from time to time, I do make videos. Uh, last year, uh, I made one right after the markets completely collapsed uh, because of COVID. And uh, everything was down like 30%, 40% in a day. And was blood in the streets and people got so worried. And there was a call to fundamentals, in that uh, presentation, that speech. And I basically said to people, calm down, chill out. It's okay. You see, cryptocurrencies are a very unique moment in human history. And I think it's really important, especially for new people who have kind of fair weathered their way into the industry to understand what that moment is because perspective has been lost. And as a consequence, calm is no longer there. It wasn't too long ago that there was this era of calm monetary policy, stable and persistent inflation, about 2%, 3% per year. Deficits weren't too bad. National debt wasn't too unmanageable. GDP growth was looking pretty good. Uh, Things were stable. But underlying all of that was this idea that there was nothing constraining the excesses of government. And there was an incestuous and still is incestuous relationship between government and corporations all across the world. What's happened since the year 2000 to 2021 is we have seen an astronomical increase in the amount of money in circulation justified by Keynesian economics and modern monetary theory to the point where the United States in particular, half of all the money in circulation has been printed in the last two years. We are passing bills in the U.S. like the infrastructure bill and probably the Build Back Better program that cost more money than all of the money spent by every U.S. president from George Washington to George H.W. Bush combined in one fiscal year. A personal example, anecdotal example, uh, my ranch up in Wyoming, I bought a bunch of propane fuel tanks for about $25,000 each, big, big fuel tanks. Okay, so before I get too far
0: into just watching the full interview, let me add this to what he just said.
1: Crypto lives in these interfaces. We have to work real hard to make sure that either we have competing interfaces or the ability to deploy despite these companies because they're eventually going to enter our space as soon as regulatory clarity comes and inflict their 3 billion person network effect on all of us. That's another macro event I can't control, but I have to plan for or react to as a CEO in this industry, it's complicated. That's what we signed up for because changing the world is complicated and that's what we all want to do. At the end of the day, the end of this technology, it has nothing to do with code, papers, and software interfaces and all these terms. It's about people, that's it. And in the 21st century, we have to ask a very simple question, how should people live? exiting the 21st century. So in the year 2100, when we look to that, how should people live? And do they have a higher standard of living more freedom? And do they feel like they're in more control of their lives than when we entered the 21st century? I signed up to build a system to be part of a solution so that when we exit the 21st century, we're better off than when we entered individually, and collectively, as well as the world as a whole. I do not believe this century is going to see the survival of fiat monetary policy the way it's structured. It's mathematically impossible at this juncture for these central banks to continue doing what they're doing. And that's something that I would just like to chime
0: in on there, Charles. (laughs) Um, You know, it's funny, I was talking to my dad, and it's just like, He's getting in. He's getting into. Uh, he's getting into Bitcoin. He's starting to watch Michael Saylor and whatnot. And, I mean, one thing that I just don't think a lot of people in the space want to talk about is this dollar crisis that could really happen soon. And I think part of me feels responsible to just you know, shout out Charles for saying that he doesn't think that we're going to be having this fiat system. Uh, It's mathematically impossible for this to continue. And I think he's absolutely right. You know, I've been involved in a lot of crypto projects and there's been a lot of projects that mint, you know, more supply. I've seen a lot of algorithmic stable coins, And they they tend to fail. And and, and the reason why they fail is because there's not enough incentive to, you know, buy bonds to keep the the algorithmic stablecoin afloat. And when it's, you know, above a dollar, because that's what it's supposed to track, an algorithmic stablecoin tracks a dollar, what tends to happen is, you just get so many people getting on that end of the incentives because what ends up happening is usually you stake, um, there was a good one, SBDO from BeEarn.buy, you stake SBDO and you were earning huge percentages of new BDO, which was the algorithmic stable coin by staking SBDO. And that would come in and you'd be diluting the supply, which would bring the price of BDO down to a dollar. And then once it went... Further down, boom. That's when, like, you you would exchange your BDO for a bond, and then once it goes back up to a uh, dollar peg, you could actually sell that bond for a dollar and ten cents to make a ten percent profit. And this particular one failed so far. I mean, we'll see what happens, what they do. But BDO is priced one to three cents and essentially the same thing is happening with fiat money like there's no incentives for these creditors to be issuing loans okay and the reason why is if you look at the interest rates they're pretty low okay so if they have if they're issuing these loans with a low interest rate and let's say that they issue a loan for, I don't know, $100,000 with a 10% interest rate or a 7% interest rate, something like that. Well, I've heard debates about how high inflation really is. And it seems like the magic number is around 10%. And if these creditors are essentially issuing a loan for $100,000, And let's say it's a five-year loan. Let's say it's a 10-year loan. Well, once they issue that loan for $100,000 with, you know, 7%, so whatever that would be, the inflation is actually making it easier, or not easier, but they're getting paid back less with inflation, if that makes sense, as the dollars that they lend out go down in value that principle is worth seven to ten percent less every single year so these creditors are not going to want to to be issuing these loans with low interest rates okay so essentially a dollar crisis could hit us pretty hard smack us in the face and it's been illuminated through Bitcoin. I mean, a lot of people didn't even know what fiat was until Bitcoin. I just was talking about this with a bunch of really smart guys on and girls on a Twitter space the other day. And it was interesting. And I I get it, okay? Not a lot of people want to talk about this. Um, however, the only hope I have at this point <laughs> is through some different variety of crypto initiatives. And, and this could could help us sort of as people of individual countries at the very least be provided something that would be outside of this dollar crash. Do I want the dollar to crash? No, I, I really don't. But we're, we're printing more money. Inflation isn't transitory and when you look up inflation, it's funny. Cause I, I remember talking to somebody a year ago and I was like, do you, do you know what's happening with inflation? And they were like, well, and they were like a finance school guy. Right. And they looked up the, the definition of inflation. And they threw that at me. They were like, well, inflation is tracked by a basket of consumer goods. And actually inflation hasn't really been going up. And I was, I was looking at that same thing. Cause I, I, I looked it up simultaneously with them. And I was like, Well, yeah, but that's not where inflation shows up at first. Inflation shows up in real estate markets. Inflation shows up in collectible markets. Inflation shows up in in assets, in, in the stock market, outside of the traditional monetary system, right? So if you're looking at eggs, don't worry. Those will go up in price too, but not at first. Assets are what really are indicators in a way and they have their own cyclical nature. So that hides it a bit, like real estate markets and so on have their own cyclical nature that hides it a bit. But these things are showing up in these assets. So unless you can dig that deep, or not even if you can, unless you're aware of what inflation really shows up first, you don't even know what's going on. And it's sneaking up on you. And a lot of people just don't even know that that the US dollar is a is an unlimited supply fungible token, essentially. So it's interesting, right? So like, what's the, what's the sentiment? Okay, well, the sentiment is that we have two things going on. We have this upcoming dollar crisis. Okay, so I don't really have the answers for how we stop that. I, I just think that it's best to prepare for that, right? And, and, and at least hedge against that happening. Okay. Uh, the other thing in the elephant in the room is this infrastructure bill, which I'm going to show you a clip on. And then the other thing in the room is Gary V I'm going to have on and he'll talk about uh, NFTs, you know, and, and like what is the divide between flippers and long-term successful projects because a lot of people think that it's just a money grab right now that aren't educated on what quality NFT projects are capable of. Right. So why don't we get over to the governor of Texas. Okay. And let me just share with you his concerns of the infrastructure bill. This was done in August. Um, and this is from Forbes. Just want to give credit We're you know, I'm not a huge fan of Forbes, but (laughs) might as well just give them credit. I don't know.
2: Um, so essentially they provided us this content, uh, you know, Bismarck said many years ago that there are two things you don't want to see being made, sausage and legislation. And when it comes to particularly ugly legislation, this component, the regulation of cryptocurrency, may take the prize for the ugliest we have seen.
0: And before this, let me just say, too, okay, no matter what your politics are, there are pro-crypto people on both sides of the spectrum, okay? Okay. So I think politics in general are, in a way, uh, politicians are incentivized to really dig deep into groupthink and figure out, okay, like, what's the best way to represent these initiatives in a way that doesn't get me burned so that way I can get the votes. And I think that's for every politician, which, which doesn't always translate to, you know, what's, what's the right thing to do. Okay. <laughs> and, and fiscally, we're, we're just, we're just, you know, a lot of countries have fiscal problems with government, because what's popular isn't always what's best, you know, so so I think that there's a lot of struggles between trying to do the right thing. I don't necessarily think that there's a lot of incompetent fiscal people in politics. I just think that they, they got to kind of just do what's popular at times and, and what what's what's going to make people feel safe and good but the real interesting part about that is what Ted Cruz is about to say okay and 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 how he's about to go into what what kind of jobs crypto has created in in the U.S. all over the world too but in the U.S. what kind of how much money this industry is generating for the U S okay. And essentially he also goes into why there could be a lot of politicians, even the fiscally understanding ones who just don't even really understand crypto yet. Okay. And, and, and because of that, they might pass this bill that has some very, um, vague terminology that could really hurt the crypto market because it's, it's, it's terminology that, that pegs, uh, that makes a mandatory claim on what these, these decentralized applications will have to do, but it's completely unenforceable. So in other words, they're basically saying, Hey, If you go against us, you're going to be charged, but it's going to be incredibly hard to enforce this kind of, this kind of ruling. And it's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost a lot of jobs. People in that are in the U S building stuff, you know, with crypto are probably going to have to peace out and leave our country. And, And instead of, you know, building this industry here which will provide you know tax money and jobs and all these healthy things for an economy and just keep us cutting edge they're putting this vague terminology in there that could really scare off a lot of people from being in the u.s and and charles charles by the way charles Hoskinson is going to you know help fight this a lot of people in the space are going to help fight this it's kind of a rally rallying call you know i think if you can look at crypto not as like a political thing, but really just an entry into the future of finance and the future infrastructures of our world, then you can kind of see why, you know, this wasn't the best move by the, by the U.S. government.
2: <laughs> Moments from now, I expect that we are going to see objections to this compromise amendment that was negotiated. If we do, in fact, see objections... And if the underlying language in this bill goes into effect, it will have devastating effects. There is a new and exciting industry in the United States of cryptocurrency, whether Bitcoin or otherwise, that are generating jobs, entrepreneurs who are creating new values, new hedges against inflation, new opportunities, and it is fast moving. It is dynamic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> this guy gets me and pumped. this
2: infrastructure <laughs> bill a bill <laughs> being sold to the american people is let's build some roads and bridges i've never listened has to one little like, portion in there designed in to obliterate cryptocurrency now i fully understand that there are some bureaucrats of the treasury department who have never seen anything they don't want to regulate the life out of but if the underlying language in this so-called infrastructure bill becomes law we will be destroying billions of dollars versus worth of industry in the United States. We will be destroying jobs in the United States. Many of those jobs are in my home state of Texas. And we will be sending them overseas. Listen, it isn't complicated. Cryptocurrency isn't tied to any particular piece of dirt. So the grand efforts of the United States Senate will be to say, we don't want those jobs in America. We don't want those resources in America. Go somewhere else. The ugly truth with which Bismarck understood and which is particularly true on cryptocurrency, there aren't five senators in this body with any real understanding of how cryptocurrency operates. We have had no hearings on this. The Senate has had no hearings on this. The House, as far as I know, has had no hearings of this. And yet, this body is prepared to obliterate an industry willy-nilly.
0: That's dangerous, man. I mean, if that's really true, which I think it is, it's just showing us that they, they just don't, they, they haven't talked about it yet, you know, and they're about to make a huge decision. And I think we're coming to a point where we're going to start to see a bit of like a, a knowledge war um, actually on, on this subject, which will be, you know, battled out between, between everyone in these crypto communities that wants to have an active say or voice that wants to stand up for this and, you know, the politicians and it's, it's just going to be very interesting to see who champions crypto, you know? And which politicians decide to hop on that train? I think that whether you're a Democrat or Republican, the 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 one thing from a pol- politician's you know point of view, just having some empathy for them is like they gotta you know our system isn't the best, right? It incentivizes them not to do the best things, like I mentioned, and and and, and that's fine. I'm not gonna have a moral stance on anything. I'm just saying that it's inefficient. But the 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 thing is, if if we see uh, politicians champion crypto and they are going against some of the other politicians who are maybe just incentivized to protect the interests of our legacy systems, like the central banks and, and our bond markets. I mean, not to mention those politicians probably don't understand a lot about crypto anyways. They're probably just being told what to, what to protect in a way. And they, and they just don't have time to, to dig in and see, see what, what, you know, moderate solutions could be. It's interesting, right? Um, all right, let's just keep listening.
2: Or for that matter, the compromise and listen, I, The compromise that was put forward would be a meaningful improvement, would do much, much less damage. But even the compromise would essentially kick the can down the road and allow bureaucrats at Treasury to do massive damage. And the bureaucrats at Treasury don't understand this any better than does the United States Senate. The right outcome, I think, is an amendment I introduced. Strike the whole damn thing. If we want to legislate on this, actually do our jobs. Be a deliberative body. Hold hearings listen to witnesses, understand the consequences, know what we're doing, that would be the reasonable, rational thing to do. Don't just put out a rule of massive taxes and regulations with no understanding of the consequences and jobs and real people that would be hurt. For whatever reason, the Senate doesn't seem to want to behave reasonably or rationally. And I think the consequences are going to be longstanding of this foolish legislation.
0: And the consequences won't be you know, directly because of this infrastructure bill. I think what, what this guy is saying is the consequences will be who stands up against it. And I think that those will be the real consequences. Uh, the government is losing trust of, of the people many different ways. And, and it's, it's interesting, you know, cause like, like I said, this isn't a party game. I mean, anybody on any party that can represent crypto could gain so, so, so much popularity in this time. I think it's really going to be a battle between the politicians that can, can really go on their own and champion crypto and separate themselves a little bit from the other politicians who may, you know, be protecting the legacy systems. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's interesting. Let's go on to Gary V. Let's see what he has to chime in on, you
3: know.
4: Yes, I, I felt that 2021 was going to be a year. And then early.
3: you went all in? All in. I have never seen any technology so rapidly adopted.
4: There's a reason. There's money and greed involved. Mm-hmm. And that's
0: a prop- but, don't, but don't you think it's... That might be one. <laughs> that's why it's happening. So, so he's talking about NFTs. They're talking about why NFTs have been adopted. So, so, so quick. You know, and Gary just quickly responded, and this guy's going to go back and forth with him. And, and essentially, Gary has been putting out this narrative where there needs to be more transparency on like what you're what you're in the game for, right? Are you in the game for flipping? That's fine. Just just be honest about it. You know, if you're in the game for flipping and you're hustling, just be honest about it. Um, because your reputation's on the line. You know, I say that I flip NFTs sometimes. I do. You know, it's all good. And, and the other thing is some NFTs, I don't flip some NFTs. I'm still holding, you know, so I haven't sold a lot of my NFTs because I I think that the project has a chance of really becoming successful and the short-term economics would be outweighed by the long-term economics. So, so, so from your reputation, if you go ahead and you, you make a lot of money from an NFT flip and then you're still in the game, And and you're in all these other projects and some of your projects go down, you know, you've branded yourself as this, you know, this mastermind NFT guy or gal, and and you've lost a lot of money. So a lot of people's reputations could be trashed because of that. They could also be trashed because they're falsely representing what they're about. You know, if they're saying that they're in there for the community and they want the, the community to do well, but then they're selling NFTs of that same project, I mean, it's all going to come out like the blockchain's is going to show everything. Right. So, so just a quick warning there.
4: Jody, but, but that's, but that's, fit, 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 that's, fit. that's okay if we collectively understand it, right? We have to understand that there's amazing things going on here, but let there be no confusion. 90% of the people currently in our space are in the business of day trading NFTs to make a bag hmm. and that's okay, but we have to understand it. It's also dangerous. We have to understand it. This happened with internet stocks in 95. This is what happens. There was something called gold. That's what we did. It's called the gold rush. Like this happens in the macro. This is the most interesting technology shift since the internet decided to go social.
3: I think there's been pent up demand rather than necessarily
1: greed to actually own your own content. And it may be be that your friends
4: And so, what we have to be collectively aware of is if we don't go through this moment with eyes wide open. Let me tell you how this always plays out when we don't go in with eyes wide open. It becomes oversaturated. It becomes too. The conversations around money. There's a lot of conver- There's tons of conversation around art. There's even more conversation around the money. And money scares me because people make bad decisions. Yeah, it scares me too. And pe- and I'm watching. Pe- the thing I do for a living is I watch. You know, I talk a lot, so I confuse people because it always seems like I'm talking because I talk a lot and I pump out a lot of content. But the reality is 90% of my day is watching. And I'm watching and people are very clever and some people are not clever, but it all is going around the same thing. This reminds me of a lot of Web 2 on the great things, mm. take control of our own. all the stuff. You know, Web 2 started off very Nirvana too. It, you know, like yeah. it- But let there be. But it didn't work out that way. Of course it did. I love how everyone's like social media so bad. I'm like, you mean you like the alternative of mainstream media? You mean the media communication infrastructure that led to the most fascism, dictatorship, and wars? Let's not get confused right now. I understand the current conversation Mm. is to raz social, Mm. but this concept that the media that used to be controlled by 49 people was so much better, I think we're a little bit lacking thoughtfulness to the conversation.
3: Well, let let me put it differently, though, which is we have. As consumers, we have jumped on many trends, you know, microcomputers, Apple, various brands, mobile, telephony, Nokia, BlackBerry, um, and then more recently, social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Google. And every time as consumers, we've jumped in with both feet. Someone else has ended up controlling what we're doing. What, what, I, what I love about where we are now, apart from the money-making part, it's not is true. that it's actually decentralized. I,
4: it's not decentralized. I think it is. No, it's really not. Let's talk about why. <clears throat> the technology's decentralized. Is anybody watching what's going on? The humans become the centralization. But
3: that but moves, because the centralization is moving because the technology allows Un- the centralization to move.
4: Until we take accountability for our own actions, we will blame platforms and people. Mm. Guys this is an important conversation. Everyone's like, this is awesome. It's decentralization. I spent 13 hours discovering an artist named Sarah in Texas that I like and just literally say, oh, I like this art. And then I get 400 DMs saying, you're the centralization now, you motherfucker. Okay, then I like what, like this thought, the biggest issue that leads to unhappiness and anxiety in society is the decision that somebody else controls you. Like, what are you gonna blame? When it becomes decentralized other humans
0: all right let me just stop there so essentially tying it all together i think as a as a 23 year old man i think i think ultimately we need to approach the current waters with with some calm demeanor i think we need to or i think i need to at least really participate in the things that I want to see move forward. And I think that, you know, collectively as a space, we can do stuff like to counteract what's happening. It's, it's not out of our control. And, and I think Charles talks about that all the time. He, he mentions that he's going to be, you know, he's talking to governors, he's talking to politicians. He, he's, he's, He's doing a lot of work right now to to counter this infrastructure bill. And and I think to Gary V's point, there is a lot of money in the system. And I mean, it's a dangerous game when you get into the flip game. You wanna make sure that you you approach it with a lot of education, just like any market, whether you're selling collectibles on eBay. And by the way, like it used to be you you had to hold your you had to hold things like Flipping was was a swing trader's paradise. Nowadays, it's like with NFTs, you can get inventory, digitally store it, resell it within days, and and that's that's a moment in time. So so if there is anybody skilled at doing that and they've really done well with it, I just I'll I'll congratulate them. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing. Um, however. There will be some winners in this space. And if you're going to those projects because you believe in them long term, I think it's worth it. But um, not financial advice. I hope you guys got something out of this long video. Just a few things I've been watching and wanted to share. Thanks so much for checking out the J Crypto Show. I appreciate you guys so much. That's it. Take care. And as always, this is Jay Crypto. Like and subscribe to the video. Feel free to ask me questions on the ask bid. Pay 10 bucks a month. Ask me unlimited questions. Anything crypto. And I'll send you a direct video to your face to, to answer your questions. Just 10 bucks a month. Um, I'll put that link in the description. It supports the channel. No pressure to do that. Feel free to comment too. And I'll try my best to answer
1: some questions there. All right. So that's Jay Crypto. I'm out.